0: is Wellbeing Wednesday at Consumers Energy and time for another podcast. Uh, Thanks to everyone who joined us last week when we flipped the script and had Arethia Young interview me about my personal well-being journey. If you didn't get a chance to hear that, please go back and check it out. You might enjoy it. This month is June and June is Pride Month. And so my guest today is Trevor Thomas. He's here to talk about his journey Uh, So without any further ado, Trevor, if you'd please introduce yourself, that'd be
1: great. Oh, thanks so much, Bill. I appreciate it. My name is Trevor Thomas, and uh, I direct customer experience at the company, Uh, and, you know, I'm excited to talk about Pride Month because for any of us that identify in the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or queer community, uh, it's important for us But I think some folks don't always uh, put together the connection of why. And it comes down to visibility, this idea that for decades and generations, we have lived our lives in the closet. And that still occurs today. And so visibility is so important to the fabric of the LGBTQ community and is really our number one response to the shame and the social stigma uh, that we still see today in all parts of the country and throughout the world. So that's
0: interesting um, when you say that it's about visibility, because I think sometimes when we think about Pride Month, we think about it as a celebration. And while it is a celebration of who we are, I think it sounds more like it's uh, also educating people as to you know where we've been and where we're headed, could you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so much of our history uh, isn't just about a, a, a personal conflict inside of us. We also are governed as a society by a network of laws uh, and regulations. And so, when I think back to the early parts of the struggle, it includes uh, along the way um, moments like the passage, the original passage of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, that uh, even being allowed to serve and to take a bullet for one's country while not being able to identify as LGBTQ, it was humiliating. And it was humiliating because You are asking good people who want to do the right thing for their nation to ultimately lie about who they are and violate their integrity. Uh, In my own personal journey, uh, both my dad and brother served, but every male cousin that I have. Uh, Everyone signed up at 18, and so it was just natural that that would be something I would seriously consider. And at the time, uh, homosexuality, the concept was foreign to me, but uh, something felt off. And so that didn't mean jump to college and ignore service. Uh, It just meant uh, that eventually at at 18 and 19 years old when I came out, um, being able to sign up was not going to be an option in this area of conflict between integrity and service. Uh, and a number of people, much, much worst case scenarios, uh, have lived that uh, and are no longer with us because of the toll on mental health, uh, the toll uh, across the board in not being able to be your authentic self. And I know, Bill, that you understand that, not only from your time in the military, But here at Consumers Energy, where we really work hard in our culture to bring our full and authentic self.
0: No, absolutely. When you talk about bringing your full and authentic self, it it does remind me, you know, I have served in the early 80s through the mid 90s in uh, in the uh, Navy. And then I served uh, later on in the Army National Guard where I retired. Um, But I served kind of in those two different eras where we had, well, we actually had, Um, we're going to ask and you either have to lie to us or you're not getting in to we're not going to ask and you can't tell us to you can serve and be openly gay. And it's, it's, it's not a a legal issue. I think there's some other issues out there that we haven't clarified yet. Um, But one of the things that struck me was that as an officer in the army, I could put on my dress blue uniform and I could go to any, any uh, officer's ball or uh, anything like that that was going on, and I could bring my my wife with me, my spouse with me. I could keep pictures of my family on my desk. But there were people that I knew who were, were gay, and they couldn't do that. And I can't imagine not being able to have a picture of my spouse on my desk and not being able to go to official functions with my spouse only because I had this fear that I would be outed and and then my career would be over. So while I didn't experience it myself, I watched it happen. Um, And to me, there
1: was something fundamentally wrong about that. Your comments are so consistent with that of Admiral Mullen, uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff in 2010, uh, who became the first senior most flag officer to support the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and his story, so similar to yours, was explaining in his testimony that he had friends and people that saved his life in combat uh, identify uh, as gay or lesbian, and that their service and record should be uh, equal uh, to others who are selfless and uh, performing admirable, uh, admirably, but at the end of the day, uh, we, through pride, have not forgotten at any point uh, the history before us and those that walked in the shoes of being LGBTQ. I think that we can say that we've made a lot of
0: progress as a country in allowing uh, people to join the military in in recognizing in many places um, gay marriage, um, that that sort of progress. But I think it would be foolish for me to say, let's celebrate because I think we have a long ways to go. So what are we missing if we just look at the headline?
1: You know, Bill, you're right. We've had positive steps. We have repealed, don't ask, don't tell. We have passed marriage equality through the courts and we have removed the federal bans on benefits for domestic or married partners. Uh, What we still need to do is uh, help people suffering every day on the front line, because in Michigan, but also in almost half the states, you can legally still fire someone in their employment for identifying or even just suspecting that they're LGBTQ. You also can kick them out of a rental or a house, uh, whatever that might be, if they don't own it, uh, for being LGBTQ. You can deny them a right to an education. And then I think about uh, beyond education, uh, public services and accommodation. So if you have a small business or a mighty business like Consumers Energy, you can still deny someone LGBTQ uh, service. But what I can tell you is that the law of non-discrimination for the Civil Rights Act at the federal and state level also includes harassment. And I can tell you unequivocally that people are harassed for being LGBTQ or suspected of such for housing, employment, education. I don't even get me started on education. The number of times I wanted to kill myself in school uh, because of the torture that goes through public school systems is unreal so you bring up a really good point you know for the last
0: 13 years that i've been back from my deployment to iraq i have buried at least one person a year uh to suicide because they lost the battle in their head um and what i hear i think what i hear you saying is that while i might not kick you out of your house because you're gay or i may not throw you out of school because those there's no law to protect you from that. I may just make it so bad for you that you're going to want to leave or worse. Do you have a story that you could share around that or that you'd be willing to share? You know,
1: what breaks my heart the most is that parents will never have the opportunity to know why their son, daughter, however they identify, killed themselves. I support uh, the Trevor Project, which is not related to my personal story, but it's a national organization where you can call a hotline if you need help. For me personally, the idea that my parents thought that I was less than, that my church thought that I was less than, and I thought I was less than, uh, drove me to create my plan to drive my 1995 Chevy Camaro down four-mile road at a higher rate of speed. And because I practiced it, I knew exactly what hill was going to align with the massive oak tree on the right side of the road. And nobody was going to know what happened. And it was a perfect scenario where my parents would have thought that I swerved to miss a deer. And these are the scenarios that actually happen. And thank God in my personal spiritual relationship uh, with a higher power, that in the moment uh, I decided to not go through with it. But every day, people not only go through with it, but they do it note free. They do not ask for help. Uh, And that is why we ultimately need to be proactive with our loved ones, our coworkers, and our friends in our community.
0: Well, that's powerful. And I appreciate that you're willing to to share that. I, you know, so often these things happen and people wonder why, no matter what your reason is, that, that we all have similar feelings, similar needs, similar wants. And when those aren't met, then the ultimate, you know, uh, solution can, can, can occur. And uh, so that's a little scary. What would you say are uh, some, some recommendations or some things that, that we can do as friends, family, co-workers, and so on to help support our fellow friends, family, and coworkers?
1: Heterosexual allies for the workplace or for home – Uh, Being able to, in this modern day, share even something in social media that shows you're a safe place and a safe space. Um, I know that in Consumers Energy, PACE, the Pride Alliance of Consumers Energy and our ERG group, has a number of stickers or signage where you can put them up in your office or place of work. Uh, to show that you're a friendly voice in a safe space. And then when I think about other actions people can take, the company is a big supporter of Fair and Equal Michigan and the ability and the policy change to update our laws in the state to reflect the legal terms of sexual orientation, gender identity, and expression, which ultimately places lesbian, gay, bisexual, and queer people into michigan's civil rights statute in line with everybody else it is not asking for a special right but to make a little bit more equal in the state that we call home pure michigan so if i were to
0: put like a a punctuation at the end of the sentence that was this podcast i would say that you said it right there, that no one's asking for something that everyone else doesn't already have. I think we're asking that it should just be equal across the board. Now, that's not going to necessarily change people's minds or their beliefs or how they think or feel about things, but it starts to put into context um, where, where we need to be with overall civil rights for all of our people and not not just some of our people. Trevor, I can't say how much I appreciate you being on the podcast, being willing to just be open and raw and kind of share with us all of these things. Um, great work so far, and I know there's great work to be done. Uh, I want to say thank you to our audience for listening. We welcome your comments, your suggestions. You can send them right to me at william.krieger at cmsenergy.com. Uh, Please be sure and join us again next Wellness Wednesday for another podcast. And again, thanks to Trevor for uh, being here with us. Thanks, Bill.